Welcome to ADHD Crash Course, the podcast for those of us who are always learning about ADHD, and that includes me. My name is Danae Cannon, and I'm your host. I'm an occupational therapist, a certified coach, a mom of more than one child with ADHD, and I have ADHD. So welcome to the podcast. We're in this together, and let's jump in. Welcome to ADHD Crash Course. Today, we're going to talk about asking for help and why it is very difficult sometimes for ADHD brains to ask for help. And there's a couple reasons that I'm going to talk about here. It's not just that we don't think we deserve the help or need the help, although sometimes it's definitely a factor. Sometimes it can be tricky to figure out what we need, how to ask for it, how to break a task down to get the help that we need, just because there's a huge executive functioning skill demand in order to do that. I work with a lot of business owners and one piece of advice they often get is that they need to delegate, which is absolutely good advice. It's not bad advice. The problem is like it is with so many things with ADHD is how do you execute that? How do you execute that when delegation in itself is a tricky task? You know, let's say that you are a business owner and you're being told you need to delegate. Well, the first thing you probably have to do is to take stock, to take stock of where your time is going, how much time different tasks are taking you. You need an accurate read of how much time you have and how much time things take. That's already difficult for many of us. We are not necessarily noticing, remembering, tuning into time in our days. So the first part of delegating is observing your time and recording your time, figuring out what you're working with. When I first started working, I was doing all of my own social media posts and a lot of like kind of the visual art end of my work. And I enjoyed it, right? Like it was not that I didn't like doing this work, but when I looked at my time and how inefficient I was in doing that work, it really made sense to delegate that. But it was hard for me to determine that in the first place because I didn't have the best feel for time. The second reason that that was difficult for me and things like this can be difficult for people with ADHD is that it is full of other executive functioning skills, not just managing time, right? But in order for me to delegate any part of the sequence, I have to be able to sequence it. You know, for me, I often do these podcast episodes and then from that material, the transcripts for the website are made and the social media posts or like a quote is pulled out. And so just looking at that whole workflow requires sequencing, organizing, prioritizing. It's actually kind of ironic that in order to have less demand on these executive functioning skills, you need these skills to delegate. Another reason that delegation is hard and definitely hard in the example that I'm giving you is that when you delegate, you don't get to really forget something. You don't get to totally send it off and just trust that it gets done. Usually it is a part of something that you are ultimately responsible for. And so you still have to kind of track these things, manage these things, keep these things in your mind. And that can be a burden when it's out of sight, out of mind. And so what often I've had to do is create a system for keeping track of things that I have done my part and I'm waiting on somebody else to do their part. And these kind of systems are really not how my brain automatically works. It's really not even what I prefer. But if I don't have something, then I'm either forgetting it or I'm carrying around this undone thing in my head and it's kind of taking my bandwidth. It's it's robbing me of energy or focus and other things. 
And so even though it might seem like an extra step, entering in my calendar when I expect to hear back from somebody I've delegated something to can help me just not have to think about that and also have uh, safeguards. If it gets dropped on their end, it doesn't get dropped for me. Another big obstacle when it comes to asking for help or delegating things is the perception that we should, quote unquote, should be doing these things, all of these things by ourselves. There's a lot to unpack with this one. I don't even know where to begin. There really, there's so much to this. You know, a lot of us deal with some rejection sensitivity. That makes us more vulnerable to this perception of not doing it good enough, of not being productive enough. We might deal with some time blindness, which also can make us vulnerable to really unrealistic expectations. And then of course, you know, we might have some avoiding behaviors when we feel overwhelmed and our standards are so high for ourselves. And then we do find ourselves procrastinating, not using our time the way we'd like to use our time. So if you do feel like you should be getting certain things done and that's why you don't want to delegate, just staying curious with yourself and figuring out where that should comes from. Does it come from the fact that you used to be able to do this and and now you can't? If that's so, did something change? Were you able to do it before because you weren't married and didn't have kids and were able to hyper-focus on work and now that's less likely? Were you working in a different setting that was much more conducive to you being productive is the should coming from someone else oftentimes shoulds do is it coming from an employer or a parent or a partner and that these expectations may not be appropriate or fitting for where you are and what you're able to do finding out where that should originates and challenging it can really help you prioritize and get a more fair read on where you are and what you need another thing that can kind of complicate asking for help delegating is this it requires us thinking of our future ourselves often to do this well, right? Like we can definitely reactively delegate. This happens when we just hit a wall and we can't do anymore. And you know, maybe you're exploding on your family or maybe you are calling out sick to work or whatever is going on. You just kind of a crisis zone. And then you have to send things off of your schedule onto somebody else's. But doing this more proactively and less reactively is an important part of taking care of ourselves and setting boundaries and setting ourselves up for success. You know, if you are thinking about your future self, even if you are capable of doing all the things in your home and taking care of all the things yourself today or this week, maybe that's not like the best strategy for future you to be doing all of the things when getting help and support is possible. So wrapping up, delegating, asking for help is a really important life skill for all of us, not just those of us with ADHD. The added complexity with ADHD is asking for the help might be more challenging for us. You know, whether it's in my own life or somebody I'm working with, I frame this as a skill, being able to ask for help, being able to delegate in a proactive way is a skill. And I think when we break down the components of it, you can see that it's a skill. It's a skill made up of lots of executive functioning skills. It's not just asking for the help, the request that's challenging. Although sometimes that is challenging too. It's knowing what you need, organizing what you need. It is communicating and tracking what you need. And this may not come naturally to us. It may not be particularly easy, but it's definitely a life skill worth working on, practicing, and getting comfortable with. 
Thank you so much for joining me today. I have a couple of things to announce. Number one is really short notice because I am going to be doing this webinar the day that this publishes, this podcast publishes. So if you're listening to this later, you may not be able to join us live, but I will make the replay available on my website, www.theadhdclaritycoach.com. This webinar is going to be on ADHD and sensory strategies. I have a free training on my website, but this one is a live webinar. I get a lot of questions about this topic and so we're opening it up for questions and answers so people can have the training but also bring their questions to the webinar. One more piece of news is that my group coaching program, Embrace Your Brain, is opening up again in September. Registration will open for the waitlist members first for the first couple of days and then it will open to the general public. The waitlist members also get a special discount so if it's something that you're interested in, jump on the waitlist. You're not obligated but it will put you in the loop when the registration opens up and I will include that link in the show notes as well. So that's all for today and see you next week.